What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're live, Krause. I don't know if you want to go. No. Yeah, you not hear it? N- not hearing no any music. music. No music. No, mu- no music? No. All right, I'm just going to cut this out anyway. It's recording. Oh, I added it wrong. One second, my bad. I thought you heard the music. All right, <clears> stand by. Right. Uh, go ahead, just off the music. I'm going to – I'm just going to cut this out at the end. Okay. And week three, day 11, it's time for our Eagles camp recap with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, We begin tonight, John McMullen, uh, excessively hot, uh, more more injuries mounting, uh, new issues, more signings, and that's the start uh, of what is day 11, uh, week number three. Yeah, it was a hot one out there, Krause. It's going to get worse, uh, I think, over the next couple of days. So it's going to be really, really hot Thursday night, even though it is a night game, this, the preseason opener against Pittsburgh. So, hey, it's that time of, time, time of year. you got to find a way to get through it from a, a hydration standpoint, keep all the players. Luckily, you have 90 players, although that injury list for the Eagles keeps growing and growing and growing only an 80 minute practice session today but three players uh had to be taken off injured nothing heat related but Andre Dillard probably the most notable sprained his knee uh in individual drills so that uh a lot of us had already speculated Jordan Mailata was taking control of that position Nick Sirianni wouldn't admit that pre-practice. He wasn't ready to name a starter. Um, now it might have been named for him because if he's out multiple weeks, as the Eagles expect, all of a sudden, at least, at least for week one and early in the season, Jordan Mailata is going to be the starting left tackle. Then you start talking about Kayvon Wallace, who had been uh, taking first-team reps at safety. Um uh, in place of Rodney McLeod, who was still on the pop list and still rehabbing from his torn ACL, he hurts his groin. 
So he's going to be out uh, week to week. The Eagles have labeled him. And then Michael Walker was carted off. He's a backup receiver. Had a really good first day of camp, first couple days of camp, and then hurt his foot. Now it looks like something that's potentially a little bit more serious, but we don't have any details on that just yet. Um, Yeah, they keep piling up. Any updates on the previous injury list uh, that always comes out on a day-to-day basis? I did see a note. I think it was – uh, it may have been a p- post that you pushed out on Twitter regarding Ryan Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, Ryan Kerrigan uh, underwent thumb surgery, so it's not serious. Uh, he wanted to get it done now so he could be ready for week one. Um, and he's only going to be out seven to ten days, the Eagles say. So it's not serious. I wouldn't worry about that. That's a guy who probably doesn't need all that many reps anyway. And I just want to clarify when I said about uh, uh, Michael Walker, we don't have clarification on the injury exactly what it was, but this is a difficult business, obviously, as you know, Krause, and the Eagles had to waive him, had, had to waive him injured. Uh, so if he clears waivers, uh, he'll revert back to injured reserve where the Eagles will try to work out an injury settlement. But they just need bodies. They just need bodies at wide receivers, so they're bringing back Mark and Michelle, who some people might remember uh, from the past was a camp body. Um, You need bodies this time of year, certainly. You know, John, they start week three. They go into uh, today's practice following a day off yesterday, and then Thursday is the first preseason game. Uh, obviously against the Steelers. Now, to your point regarding the heat, the city of Philadelphia has already issued a heat emergency uh, from Wednesday through Friday. So I guess that may put an exclamation point uh, on your thoughts about how hot it will be or how warm it will be tomorrow night, even though it's a 7.30 game. What does that mean, if anything, to – how many reps Jalen Hurts will get or the offense will get or those designated players that are at least penciled in to be on the field first tomorrow night? Um, I I don't think it will have a, a, a big impact. Remember, you know, if you talk about this type of game, sometimes you have them in Florida. Sometimes you have them in Tampa early in the season. You have them in Miami where you have these big heat-filled games and you only have uh, 53 players, only 47 on a game day roster. And you got to find a way to get through 60 minutes of football and you'll see cramping up and guys will have to leave. Uh, this time of year, at least you have those extra bodies. And again, um, I imagine the Eagles are going to have to rule out pretty significant number of players because of various injuries. Uh, I'm just looking it up right now. Their latest injury report, and this was before today, um, and what they give us, uh, it was uh, – before the Dillard injury, as I mentioned, before the Walker injury, before the, the Wallace injury, uh, the list was mm, 12 players deep. 
So now you're at 15 players deep. Cut out Walker because he's gone. Bring in Mark, Mark and Michelle. Generally, when you're in the preseason, um, you're not going to push guys. So you have somebody like Brandon Brooks, who's now back at practice doing that's some good news, doing some individual work. Isaac Sayamala was back at practice for the first time this summer doing some individual work. They're they're getting closer to being back on the field, but you're not going to push them on Thursday night for week one of the preseason. So the guys who are going to play, I don't think it's going to affect their rep count because they're they're not going to be huge rep counts anyway. Did In other see- words, yeah, one quarter for Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's got to play four quarters when it counts. I mean, that's not much. Was did Nick Sirianni uh, speak to the media before practice today? Yeah, yeah, he did, and yeah, he wouldn't clarify who he's going to play, how long Jalen's going to play, which is the biggest thing. I can't imagine he would play less than a quarter. I mean, this is a young quarterback who started four NFL games. He needs reps. He needs reps, and he needs reps against a different opponent, against a different team. I mean, you get you kind of know what Jonathan Gannon's going to do when you practice against him every day. It'll be good to see a curveball, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And not only that, the Pittsburgh Steelers play a completely different type of defense. They play a 3-4. They have the big edge rushers. Now, T.J. Watt's not going to be in there, but uh, it's still the framework of how they run their defense is different, and I think that'll be good for Jalen Hurts. Everything you wanted to know about what happened at training camp, here with NFL insider John McMullen, co-host of Birds 365. Jeff Kerr filling in for John uh, on Birds 365, as John has been reporting uh, all preseason, all from training camp from down at uh, the NovaCare uh, complex. Uh, sidebar, John, what happens tomorrow? Just a walkthrough in anticipation of Thursday? Is it a relatively light day tomorrow? What's happening there tomorrow? Well, everything is a relatively light day with Camp Sirianni. I mean, they won 80 minutes today. At some point, look, it was great for me because it was great for the reporters who don't want to sit on the field for two and a half hours when it's 95 degrees out there. But you start to wonder, especially when you see the efficacy of this offense in practice, are they getting their work done? Are they doing everything possible to get this up to speed? We're going to see. I mean, this is a new era, new thinking. The goal is to keep everyone healthy uh, versus more preparation time. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't think anybody knows, but I got to tell you, it's uh it's a big path to criticism if this team gets to week one and they look poor offensively. Well, this is day number 11, but I would venture to guess, and sometimes my memory uh, leaves quickly uh, in the moment, but I would venture to guess, John, that if you went back to day 10 or day six or day three of one of your recaps, I would venture to believe that you use the term 75 minutes or 80 minutes or 70 minutes. Um, It's been consistent like that from the beginning, from the very beginning. Yeah. 75 has been the low point. 
150, an hour and 50 minutes was the high point, and that was at Lincoln Financial Field on, on Sunday. Um, that's been your range, and there's been more closer to 75 minutes than uh, those closer to an hour and 50 minutes. So it's a little bit strange. Um, You know, I I know this team is, you know, called September, the new August and that type of thing. Again, with the goal of getting, especially the veteran players, the over 30 players, um, to week one healthy. Uh, and they've had a lot of injury issues over the past couple years. I don't know. You have to weigh. It's a difficult decision. You have to weigh preparation versus uh, keeping the guys healthy as quickly as possible. They're taking the advice of, of Ted Rath. Uh, they're taking the advice of, of, of their chief medical officer, Arsh Denota. But Howie Rosen makes these decisions, and – I, as I said before, the thing I will stress is it opens a path to criticism. It opens a path to criticism. Now, I will say up to today, um, they used the time very, very well. Uh, I didn't see a lot of standing around. Uh, they were utilizing the time they did had. They did have very well. I thought thought. That spoke highly of the coaching staff. Today, I saw a lot of standing around in that 80 minutes for the first time. Um, We're in the dog days of August. We have a a rookie head coach, uh, a young coaching staff learning as we go. Uh, There's some some questions. I think you're not being honest with yourself if you don't ask these questions. And then a number of bodies on the injury report might suggest that the shorter practice isn't helping that. Yeah, that's the interesting part. It It isn't um, showing up. I mean, the injury report, I'm going to pull it up again. Uh, it's deep. And a lot of it is, I think, cautionary. Um, so... I, I, there hasn't been any uh, season-ending injuries, so I think that's a positive. You haven't seen any torn Achilles or torn ACLs or torn biceps or torn pectoral muscles that are going to cause you a, a deep sense of, of, of uh, you know, missing players for either the whole season or a significant portion of the season – but, you know, you have Brandon Brooks, hamstring. Uh, Isaac Samalo, hamstring. Graylin Arnold, hamstring. Jannard Avery, groin. Um, John Hightower, groin. Uh, Jacoby Stevens, hamstring. Davion Taylor, calf. Casey Tucker, biceps, a little bit different. A lot of soft t- tissue injuries. This is what the Eagles are trying to prevent. Doesn't seem like they're preventing them. 
Eagles camp recap with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. The game, of course, on Thursday. We'll have reports tomorrow. We'll have reports all day on Thursday, beginning with Birds 365 uh, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Jody Mack and Jeff Kerr uh, and John McMullen. Uh, the middle with Aton Shander, Harry Mays, and Barrett Brooks from 11 to 1. The National Football Show with Dan Cilio. And then Thursday night, right back here uh, with John McMullen. I'll take a quick second, John, before we continue uh, to also talk about our big announcement uh, looking ahead to September 12th. It's a brand new live postgame show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson, and yours truly, John McMullen. Should be an exciting uh, post-game, two-hour live post-game show every game right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And, of course, you will be reporting from the link and also on the road beginning on the 12th in Atlanta, John. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting. And uh, I think anytime you talk about the start of a new season, but also the start of a new season with a rookie head coach, and a first-time starting quarterback. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts got his feet wet, started a few games last year, but this is his team now. You know, uh, he's taken – I've said it. He's taken every first-team rep in the preseason to this point. In, in training camp, excuse me, he's going to be the starting quarterback in week one of the preseason. Nick Sirianni still won't announce him as the starting quarterback, which is interesting. Uh, but nobody is pushing him. Uh, the only way he will be pushed out of that job is if something outside the city of Philadelphia, uh, and I will not mention that name because I'm sick of it, uh, uh, usurps Jalen Hurts. Otherwise, he's going to be the starter of this team. And it's interesting because I think you're starting to see a little bit of a shift where Nick Sirianni is saying, okay, what does Jalen Hurts do well? And you're going to see a lot of RPOs, run-pass option. You're going to see a lot of deep throws. Uh, you're going to see a lot of, of, of quarterback design runs. You're not going to see a lot of intermediate throws. And when you do, it's probably going to be to the tight ends and Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. You read my mind. I was going to make a statement. The sign of a great leader is the ability to recognize the strength and then play to the strength in Nick Sirianni's from his vantage point, he needs to recognize the strength of Jalen hurts and his offensive components and put a game plan together that supports that Jalen needs to do the same thing. Be smart enough to know what he can't do and play to his strength. Yeah, and I think, you know, that was one of the strengths of Nick Sirianni that was stressed when the Eagles hired him because he comes from Indianapolis, and we all know what happened with the Colts, Andrew Luck's sudden retirement. They had to shift from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett, uh, who wasn't good enough, and then they brought in Phillip Rivers. So over a three-year period, you had three distinctly different quarterbacks and they changed the offense three different times. And they were all competent, even with Brissett. Uh, it was still a competent offense. And I think that was a feather 
in Nick Sirianni's cap, also obviously Frank Reich's, uh, the fact that they were able to be malleable and able to shift their offense around what their quarterback did well at the particular time. And I think Nick is getting to that point. Look, he wanted this to be a vertical offense. He wanted more speed on the field. Same thing Doug Peterson wanted. He he was dreaming about Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager and Miles Sanders and even players, lesser players like, um, you know, whether it's Kenny Gainwell as in a two running back situation or Jason Huntley or Quez Watkins or John Hightower. All these guys can run, and I mean really run. But, you know, his best players are, are, are tight ends. I would argue that Zach Ertz has been the best offensive player in camp. Um, uh, the young players, the young receivers have not performed well, with the exception of Quez Watkins, who's been uh, solid. Devontae Smith is, was okay, uh, but then he got hurt. Um, I think Jalen Rager's been a disappointment. John Hightower was a disappointment before uh, he got injured. And I think he's starting to realize, okay, this is what I want to do. Maybe I'll get to that point eventually. But until I get to that point and I have the personnel to do it, I got to take advantage of the personnel I have. One quick point for clarity, and this goes back to uh, when Nick Sirianni was hired, um, Nick had made the statement that he will call the plays offensively still true. Nick will call all offensive plays from the sideline? Yeah, no surprise there. I mean, he's an offensive coach. He was hired to call the plays. He's going to call the plays. Um, It was interesting, you know, Nick was asked today if he ever did it before. He has called plays in the preseason before. He got that opportunity under Mike McCoy when he's with the Chargers. Uh, Frank Reich let him do it uh, in Indianapolis. I believe he said Todd Haley, even going way back to Kansas City, let him do it once or or partially let him do it once, called the passing place. Um, so he's had a little bit of an experience in exhibition games, preseason games. Um, but, yeah, first-time play caller. We just went through it with Doug Peterson, who was in a similar situation. He had been given a few opportunities here and there to call plays by Andy Reid, but – not over a full game or anything of that nature. Um, there's going to be some hiccups, but yeah. I, I always, you know, everybody learns on the fly. And I always say, Krause, and this holds true, <laughs> people, people don't grade pay, play callers. They grade results. In other words, they're grading the result of the play. Now, sometimes you could have the worst play call imaginable, but you have a great player and he makes a great play and you look like a genius, even though you called a crappy play on other instances, you might have the perfect play call called up and the left guard or the right guard misses a block and Aaron Donald blows everything up before you even knew the poor guy had the perfect play call. So people don't grade play calls. They grade results. And you stick to the process, and Nick Sirianni's a smart offensive mind. He'll he'll learn as he goes. 
Good way to put it. We're talking with John McMullen, NFL Insider. It's our Eagles camp recap, week three, uh, day 11. Nuts and bolts of the practice today, John. Uh, team was in pads today. Uh, or Were they in pads today? No. Uh, shorts, not, and, they- shirt, shorts and shells, uh, helmets. And, uh, you know, it's a very light week because the game is on Thursday. If you think about a Thursday night game in the regular season, you barely practice that timing. Uh, so they had a walkthrough Monday. This was their only full practice. I put that in quotes. They'll have a walkthrough tomorrow, then game day on Thursday. And then you'll get back uh, on Saturday on the practice field. Um, did yeah, anything 80 happen? minutes. Did anything I, I, here's, today, here's, the word, here's the word I would describe for today's practice. Nondescript. Nondescript. I had to look. I'm writing down. I'm looking at my notes after practice. No big plays, nothing, just a malaise. It was sort of like the practice version of a 95 degree day, just a soupy malaise. Well, stay with us. Don't leave the Jacob Media YouTube channel because at the very end of this updated report from week three, day 11, uh, John McMullen will still award his practice game ball. We'll see how he comes to that uh, conclusion. Uh, Since there's not much to talk about uh, from what they were doing today, other than I found it interesting that you said they were a lot of people standing around today, but maybe that's just a byproduct, uh, you, you know, of the ebb and flow of what was happening uh, during uh, the practice, where was it more teaching, more instruction? What were they doing for eighty minutes? Just well, running through the, the motions. The, you know, the I should say there was um, late in the practice, probably about an hour in. They went into a extended special teams period, which, by the way, they haven't done a ton of special teams work. So it was there where other guys were standing around a little bit. The guys who weren't involved in special teams previously when they were doing special teams that have guys on the other field, they were still working. They were still doing some individual stuff today. You saw people kind of wandering and just watching a little bit. Um, Just, you know, it was a bit of a change because I think we've all kind of been impressed about the use of the time in the small allotments Nick Sirianni has been given. This is the first time where I said, eh, maybe they're not taking the best advantage of this particular time. John, when will the mad scientist make a move? When will Howie Roseman strike? Well, he just got a difficult, if he was, if he was thinking about trading Andre Dillard, probably can't trade him now. Um, that's one of those things, you know, and we've talked a lot about this with Zach Ertz. Um, if you practice, there's a chance you're going to get hurt. And if you're trying to trade somebody and they get hurt, well, you know, somebody else isn't going to trade for an injured player until they're pretty clear when they're going to get back. I mean, Zach Ertz was probably going to get traded at the trade deadline last year, but he got hurt and he wasn't able to. So that's going to make it really difficult to move Andre Dillard. How he's famous for making those uh, August trades, uh, sort of player for player trades. Um, 
He'll probably do something at some point. I mean, you see wide receiver. They are really struggling at wide receiver. I've talked about adding a veteran body there. I know James Washington once out of Pittsburgh. It's interesting because they're coming here. You know, who knows? He's a younger receiver, but has played a little bit and certainly would be an upgrade for this team. I'm not going to mention the guy in Houston, but that would be the big splash trade. I don't think anything's going to happen there because of the off the field issues. Um, how would usually do something though? If Zach Ertz is the best offensive player, John, on the field to date during camp, does that mean or do you think Zach, Zach Ertz is on the roster when we get to the 12th of September? Well, I think what um, – how Is that, was is that doing- possible? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Nick wants him on the roster now. I think Nick Sirianni has clearly gotten to camp and said, okay, this guy can play. He can still play. And my receivers haven't been good, and I want to utilize this guy. I think how he was and still is playing the Sam Bradford game, I'd like to call it, when if you go back to 2016 – Sam Bradford was going to be the starting quarterback, and people don't remember that. He was the starting quarterback, and Teddy Bridgewater got hurt 11 days before the start of the regular season. Uh, All of a sudden, uh, Minnesota at the time thought they were a contender. Uh, Sam Bradford was the only starting-level quarterback available. The Eagles had tremendous leverage. They turned it into a first-round pick. Now, the position's not the same. You're not going to be leveraged someone to that degree at tight end. But if you do have a contender who uh, thinks they're a potential uh, Super Bowl uh, appearance type team and they need a tight end and their tight end gets hurt, they might opt the ante for Zach Ertz. Say, let's go get Zach Ertz. That was the, the game that Howie was playing, the game of chicken. It still goes on. That could still happen. The odds were always against it. Uh, The stars aligning like that. And I think we've gotten to the point where Nick Sirianni said, I like this guy. I prefer he'd stay around. Now, Zach doesn't want to be here. That hasn't changed. Um, He doesn't... uh, Uh, have a ton of respect for the organization right now. That hasn't changed, but he will be a professional. He's got nothing against Nick Sirianni. As I said, he's performing. He's been the best offensive player in this camp. The coach would like him, but the coach doesn't have the power. So um, it comes down to Ken Howie um, get somebody in a desperate situation to leverage uh, Zach Ertz. If he can't, he'll be here. By the way, unrelated, speaking of tight ends, but our good buddy Colin Thompson uh, turning some heads this year down in Carolina, making some great uh, some great catches uh, in practice. So nice to see uh, CT uh, doing well. Your former co-host uh, on the countdown to kickoff. And show. my bodyguard, too. Yes, you know, sir. When I get, criticize, and my bodyguard. So, yeah, get, yeah always uh, thrilled for Colin's success. Uh, last thing, Johnny Mac, before um, 
we end it for tonight, this week three, day 11, uh, Eagles camp recap with NFL insider John McMullen. Uh, Quez Watkins, will he get some first-team reps uh, on Thursday night? Yeah, I, he should. He certainly should. And remember, Devontae Smith is not going to play, so um, that helps as well. Uh, generally, it's been Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager and Greg Ward with the first team, but Quez has been the best of the second-tier receivers, and I think you have to take a look at him. Uh, if I were Nick Sirianni, I'd be taking a look at him because he's outperformed um, – Certainly Jalen Rager, certainly Greg Ward. You could argue Travis Fulgham's done some nice things, but you could even argue he's outperformed him. So why isn't he getting first-team reps? And by the way, he gets a few here and there. But I, I'd like to see significant first-team reps to see if he can play the way he's been playing against first-team defense. Last question before you award your practice game ball, if you have one, and it might be a big reach uh, today, even though he will not be named the starting, the starting quarterback of this football team, Jalen Hurts will start on Thursday night, correct? Yes, he will start on Thursday night. Just a matter of how long he's going to play. If it were me, he'd certainly play a quarter. He needs all the reps he can get. Um Maybe, maybe maybe even into the second quarter. Um, we'll see how Nick Sirianni handles it. Um, he is the starting quarterback, though. And the only way he's not going to be the starting quarterback is for if somebody from outside of this roster is brought in. Joe Flacco is not beating him out. Uh, so anybody worried about that, don't worry about it. All right, John McMullen, NFL Insider, with our Week 3, Day 11 recap here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. John, do you have a practice game ball to award? Of course, of course I have one. And, and by the way, it made a big play. So Darius Slay gets the game ball. He's had a great camp overall. Had another pass breakup. You know, just a veteran savvy corner. This has been one of the problems. And, you know, Jalen Hurts late on a throw. He's too late throwing the football on far too many occasions. Uh, Slay was able to see it. Undercut Jalen Rager. Uh, another pass breakup. There has been an unbelievable amount of pass breakups in this camp. Darius Slay has been uh, a, a part of a lot of them. He's played very well as a whole. He also helps the young players. I think people look at Slay, and I talked about this today uh, on another platform uh, with our buddy Rich Q down in Atlantic City. And I said to myself, you know, this guy's always helping the young players. He's got this big personality that rubs certain people the wrong way, but he's helping Devontae Smith on the offensive side of the ball, Quez Watkins. John Hightower, all the young receivers, he tries to explain to them, you got to do this to get our press coverage. He helps the young corners like Zach McPherson. He's a big part of this team, and he's having a great camp. So game ball to Slay. Don't call him Darius. He hates it. Call him Slay. But do call Nick Sirianni coach Sirianni, correct? Um, no, I'm not. I'm, he's not my coach, Jeff. <laughs> not my coach. Right. Now, he is not, Nick Sirianni has never said that. Never. He does not have that type of ego. You can call Nick Nick. 
like that. Good way to end here on Eagles Camp Recap with NFL insider John McMullen. Right back tomorrow on Birds 365, Jody Mack and Jeff Kerr. John McMullen will check in. Remember the middle with Aton Chander, Harry Mays, and Barrett Brooks. The National Football Show with Dan Cilio. And then make sure you subscribe. It is live postgame, the live postgame show following every Eagles home game right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson, and our very own John McMullen. Uh, two hours following every Eagles football game on the 2021 schedule. That's going to do it for tonight on behalf of John McMullen. We thank everybody for tuning in. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.